0: The Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender.
1: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: this entire month as we celebrate together the 15th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and as all my listeners know, what great guests we've had this month, starting with Andy Imperato, next week Dick and Jenny Thornburg, and then ending up with I, Dear Dart, Justin Dart's daughter, but today we have the man the man that everyone looks up to everywhere, the man who wrote the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman, my friend that I look up to, the Honorable Tony Quello. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Joyce. I uh, appreciate your comments very much. Uh, my mother would love to hear them, but I appreciate it very much. That's very kind of you.
2: Well, you know, Tony, we wouldn't be really having this show or celebrating this 15th anniversary if it were not for you, I always think to myself, I have no idea how you feel knowing that because of your perseverance and and your courage and your determination that you have changed the lives of all of us with disabilities, that that is something I'm sure I'll never be able to comprehend, that feeling that you must have, but I will begin by asking you, in your opinion, do you think any of this great history would have happened without epilepsy?
3: Well, Joyce, um, you know, I, I love the fact that I had the opportunity uh, to take my experience uh, with epilepsy and then to uh, develop that into a uh, legislative effort, ADA, to benefit thousands of people, not only here in the United States, um, but uh, People in all, a lot of different parts of the world, 18 different nations, have now adopted the ADA, and the UN is uh, looking to put it into its charter for all member nations. Uh, the impact uh, is tremendous, uh, impacting. It'll end up impacting millions and millions of people. Uh, so, and I, you know, I'm very humble and honored, and so forth, that I uh, played a role in that. And I think, you know, no question about it, my epilepsy is the thing that uh, made me understand uh, what was going on, the discrimination that uh, subtly goes on but it's there and it's, it really is tough for people with disabilities to get jobs. It's tough the way people with disabilities are treated by sometimes our own parents and that they feel sorry for us and don't want us to go out and experience the positives and the negatives because they're afraid of the negatives that we experience in everyday society. Um, but, you know, all these things was obvious to me that were going on that I would have never known. And as a result of being elected, I decided that it was time to to do something about it and to take my experiences and build on it. Um, the I, you know, I appreciate your question, um, but I think that if it hadn't been me, it would have been somebody else. Um, and I think that eventually an ADA would have been adopted because it's so unfair for this great country to treat people with disabilities the way they were were being treated and still are in in many cases. So this this country is so wonderful that we're basically fair, and I think that basic American instinct would have forced an ADA to come through at some point.
2: Yeah. Well, yes, but you did force it to come through, and I know you're very humble, and I know you don't like it whenever people give you any type of accolades. This is what you have in common with the darts, but I have to say this. You did make it happen, and you have a determination that very few people have. And, you know, since we are celebrating this month the signing of the ADA, we are also celebrating, Tony Quella, what you have done for all of us. And, you know, what is the amazing thing I was just thinking about? Here's the thing that people rejected you about, the epilepsy. Your church rejected you.
3: Your parents rejected you.
2: You know, the stigma that's attached to epilepsy. And yet, look what the result of this was.
3: Well, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the experience I went through uh, with the church rejected me, my family rejected not being able to get a job and my, losing my insurance and Losing my driver's license, and I became suicidal, as you know, and uh, got drunk every day. Um, that was, you know, uh, an experience that developed a lot of scar tissue that I still have, and you can't get rid of uh, those feelings, those, uh, um, those those feelings of rejection, uh, and I'll have those for the rest of my life. I'll understand what what I went through and and uh, how low I got, uh, so low that I was suicidal. Um, but, you know, I have been so lucky. I mean, I thank God for the uh, way I've been treated. Uh, I realize that my determination, my unwillingness to back down, my uh, willingness to make enemies if necessary in order to try to change things and get things better for for so many Americans. Uh, played a big role in that, I understand that. But, you know, I am blessed. I, I've said, Joyce, many times that I thank God for my epilepsy because it made me a better person. Um, I uh, probably would not have felt so strongly about other people with, without my epilepsy. And um, I, I've become a stronger, better person uh, because of my disability. So uh, I don't look on that negative. I uh, the church's rejection. Uh, I think we've now changed that as a result of my lobbying the Pope, and I'm sure other things were going on. We got that changed after all these years. It was 400 AD, and we finally got it changed in the 1980s. <laughs> so was a long time there to, for it to be part of canon law, but it's changed. My my parents were sorry that they hurt me. They didn't do it out of trying to hurt me. They did it out of love and trying to protect me. But you know, they still hurt me. Um, and uh, uh, these businesses I'm sure weren't trying to hurt me, they just uh, didn't know how to deal with people with disabilities and until we got the law in place were they forced to deal with us and they found that uh, like you do so successfully, Joyce, is that uh, a lot of us with disabilities become excellent employees. Uh, as I used to tell President Clinton all the time and former President Bush, is that you know? I only know only one group in America that wants to pay taxes, and that's those of us with disabilities. Because if we're paying taxes, that means we're part of society, that we got a job, and we can uh, earn money, and then we have to pay tax on. It. That's exciting. Not many people uh, in this country talk about that. They're always looking. How can I cut taxes? How can I pay less? We 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 love the fact that we can pay and be part of this wonderful country and participate in it uh, like everybody else. Uh, So, you know, there's a a lot of blessings we've had. There's a lot of things we still need to do, and I'm sure you'll be asking me those questions as we go forward. Uh, By no means have we accomplished what we should accomplish, and so there's still a lot of work to do, and we're still at it.
2: Yes, and you know, for anyone listening to the show, I just want to remind you, here's someone that took total rejection Family, church, implores everyone, and yet turn this into something so magnificent that he's now a part of history in this country. And, you know, that is what it is all about, is that I think you would agree, Tony, that that probably gave you the ability that then when you had to go either talk to other congressmen or senators or the presidents about what you were trying to accomplish, I doubt that very little they could say would get you upset after what you'd already been
4: through.
3: Well, some of them probably resented it. Some of them probably resented my pushing. Uh, you know, Joyce. People ask me all the time. Well, how could you say to the Pope what you said to the Pope? Um, you know, are to presidents. You know, Clinton and Bush and, and my colleagues in the House, Senate. I used I argued with uh, the speaker at the time um, and so forth about this. You know, but when you suffer the discrimination that that I suffered and we in the disability community suffered, when uh, you uh, suffer the rejection when you are so low that you want to commit suicide because everything you ever loved in your life appears to have turned against you, and you don't know what to do, where to go. You know, what are these people going to say to me if I ask them to do something on disabilities, to correct a situation, to correct the law, to correct the rules of the church? What are they going to say to me? No? Well, you know, I've been rejected by a lot of other people over my life, and been hurt by stuff that they've done. These folks could never hurt me any more than I've been hurt. And so you go for it because it's right. And you know what? If you're persuasive, if you're persistent, one of your uh, favorite words, if you're persistent, uh, you know, the odds are with you that you're going to win. And what is great here is that I didn't hesitate to ask people to do something. I still don't today, Joyce, as you know. I I go to CEOs today and say, "Look, it, you need to hire people with disabilities." Um, and and you know some of them reject it, but boy, a lot of them accept it. And it's a matter of just getting in front of them and saying, "Look, it uh, this makes good business sense to hire people with disabilities." Um, and once you get to them, um, you get a good response. But I go back to my point: What's the negative if they say no? I mean, just pick up your marbles, and go to somebody else.
2: Oh, that is so true. And again, this is someone you should use as your role model because let me tell you, if you can take the adversity in your life when someone rejects you or if your family's rejected you or friends, no matter who it is, then what the heck is the worst thing that can happen if you go on a job interview? That they, they, You don't get that job, but then you go to the next one. But the point Tony's making is look what happened to him from never giving up from never giving up and boy, what you have done for us. And, Tony, I also wanted to congratulate you because you are the chairman of the board of the Epilepsy Foundation this year. Yeah
3: you know, what happened, Joyce, is I've uh, sort of said I was never old enough to become chairman. All of a sudden they convinced me I'm now old enough. So <laughs> I'm uh, now chairman of the foundation uh, starting in May, and it's a two-year uh, term, as you know, um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I feel very strongly that uh, the epilepsy movement needs to come out of the the closet, come out of the shadows. Uh, We need to talk about the stigma, be open about it, not be afraid to talk about it. Uh, And that's the only way we're going to get rid of the stigma, the only way we're going to convince people that we can do things and participate in society if we talk about it. And I feel very strongly that the whole epilepsy movement a community is a family, and that we should treat each other as family, and we should uh, help members of the family that are not doing well for whatever reason, and make us all stronger. And um, I, you know, I love uh, doing this type of thing, as you know, and it's been exciting uh, since May to to really be hands-on, engaged, and doing things, and I'm excited about it. And we're going to have an announcement tomorrow and New York uh, with a very popular um, uh, uh, person in the entertainment business who's gonna head up our campaign for uh, coming out of the shadows. Uh, All right, well listen
2: with that, we're gonna take one minute and go to break and then we're gonna come back with the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Honorable Tony Cuello, champion for all people with disabilities, You're listening to Voice America, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
1: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com
5: I'm Garcel Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
6: Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichscott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation, so join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: If you have a question or comment, please call toll free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome back to the show. And we are talking to the Honorable Tony, fellow author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman, and whip in Congress. And I think we have a caller on the line.
4: Hello? Go ahead. Hi, it's Judy Painter from Pittsburgh.
2: Hey,
7: hey Judy. Judy, Painter.
2: How
4: are you? Hi, Judy, how are, how, are you? Are you? how are you? How are you? Great. I just wanted to uh, – I have a couple questions, but I also wanted to let you know I know exactly where I was the day that the uh, ADA was signed into um, law where were uh, we were uh, the epilepsy foundation uh, the epilepsy Foundation national office held a week long leadership conference for executive directors at the Aspen Institute in Maryland, and I remember getting up one morning we were all staying in one place, so we all got to know each other uh very well. It was the first time that we had really gotten to know each other and I remember waking up one morning and there was a flurry of activity, and several of the execs uh people obviously with more nerve than I had. Uh, were cutting out of the session for that day and running over to washington d c to to watch the signing, of that that historic moment yeah,
3: it was it was an historic moment there's it a, was and a lot of everybody was
4: very very excited about it and very excited about you so uh I remember exactly where I was and when it and when it happened um, you. but tell me, I, I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you uh is uh How has uh, litigation uh, affected the ADA and you know some of the the decisions of the Supreme Court? You know, has it strengthened or weakened the ADA? And and what are some of the things that we can do to advocate for people with disabilities? That's like four different questions. I'd start off Judy
3: with uh, putting it all in perspective because there's a lot of a lot of times uh, we in the disability movement and our friends and family immediately say that the ADA. Has been stymied and really has not been able to do that much. But um, there is uh, some wonderful things that have happened. As I implied earlier, millions of people all across the world now uh, have their civil rights, where they can go to court and and do things. Uh, uh, you know, there's the curb cuts. You know, people uh, that are elderly, people on bicycles and roller uh, skates and uh, skateboards and delivery men and women. Uh, carrying things to small businesses and so forth, they all use these curb cuts, volume controls in the airports, so that people hearing impaired uh, and people like me who just can't hear around all the clutter in the airport use the volume controls. I mean, you can go on and on about the things that have happened now that are just amazing, and we have now accepted those. Now, the negatives are these, is that the Supreme Court uh, last year basically ruled that the Congress did not intend uh, to cover people with epilepsy under the ADA. Now, my reaction to that is, oh, okay, so you're saying I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> you're saying that that I'm the author of the ADA, I wrote this bill and, and pushed to get it through, uh, realizing that it didn't cover uh, my epilepsy. That That means I'm stupid. Now, who did you ask in the Congress? Of course, nobody. Uh, to, to get that feeling that Congress didn't intend it. Um, and so we've had setbacks like that. But you know, the, the basic thing is, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but the basic thing is, is that the courts have endorsed, uh, a lot of the ADA, and will be, this bill has now been 15 years as we're celebrating this year, and that's the time in between 10 and 15 years is when the cases eventually get to the Supreme Court to determine uh, how the court interprets the law. And so we're at that point now. We're gonna have a lot of cases, probably every year for a while, going up to the Supreme Court to be decided. There's a couple more coming up in this next session. and But what we're gonna do now is that with their definition or redefinition of what we uh, said in the ADA, we are now uh, pursuing legislation to what we call to restore the ADA. But it's basically to go through the definitions of the ADA and reaffirm uh, that we did want to cover uh, epilepsy and diabetes and so forth. Um, and that uh, we're getting some, we're working on a proposal right now. It's very interesting. The people from both sides of the aisle that are working with us. And hopefully we can make that change uh, within the next year. So. Anybody uh, listening out there or watching on their computers and so forth, if, if you support what I'm advocating and so forth, uh, I would appreciate it if you called your uh, congressman or emailed them or whatever and urged them to support uh, the restoration of, of the ADA and its definitions or the senator. Uh, we need to have their support, and the more people at the grassroots who do that uh, the more support that we'll have. Um, I'm a, an optimist, and I believe firmly that with persistence we can get that redefinition uh, done, and I feel strongly that we will. So that's sort of uh, the lay of the land, Judy, at this point.
4: Uh, is there a bill currently in Congress that, that we can't support? Has anyone there, brought anything forward? Or?
3: There's some legislation, but it isn't. What we're working on is a compromise a uh, piece of legislation that would be introduced by a uh, uh, bipartisan group of people. Hopefully that'll be done in the next couple months uh, and we would then be able to push it and we'd be able to give everybody a number to get people to, to support a specific bill. What they can do today is to push to say that uh, ADA uh, needs to be uh, restated so that uh, the definitions clearly cover uh, people with uh, with epilepsy.
4: Okay, and and I'm assuming that disability groups from around the country are are getting together uh, in order to um, try to make this happen in this right. political climate. It seems that uh, you know the time was sort of ripe at that particular time. Uh, and but I'm glad I will be an optimist with you.
3: Yeah, and I I think the time was then we we uh, we embarrassed a lot of people to move forward. But I thought the interesting thing, Judy, was when I went to on the House floor uh, with my colleagues and asked them to co-sign the bill. I, and I had people uh, from both sides of the aisle, uh, liberal, conservative, coming up to me and say, "Tony, put me on that disability bill of yours." My my son, my daughter, my wife, uh, mm-hmm. my father, my mother, my next door neighbor, my niece, my nephew—they all had somebody, right. as we well know, there is all had somebody that. Uh, had a disability and were uh, not participating in society like everybody else, and they all wanted that corrected. And I bet some of them never even read my bill, but they mm-hmm. knew that I was pushing to get this thing corrected. And we had co-sponsors uh, way over uh, the majority. About two-thirds of the House supported it. And then on the Senate, I testified over there, and one member who was still there uh, actually I ended up crying when I was testifying, uh, a Republican, conservative Republican member, and uh, we got it through the Senate uh, real easily, but I think 90 votes for it. Um, So I don't know if the the mood would be the same, but the important thing is is for us to try to reach a compromise, which is what we did on ADA, to Mm -hmm. try to reach a compromise on these redefinitions, make it bipartisan, which we did with ADA, and then push it. And I think that the members will support it if we can get something in there that makes sense. And uh, I'm optimistic. Meetings are going on. There is some some real good progress. We'll just have to see.
4: Okay, great. Judy. Well, I'm sure that there are a lot of people around the country that want to talk to both of you. So I thank you very much for your time. You're doing thank you, Judy. Judy, thank you for everything you're doing with the Abilopsy Foundation in Western
2: and Central PA. Thank you very much, you're the best.
4: You're the best. Have <laughs> a nice care, day, Judy. You're
2: both the best. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, bye bye. Well, Tony, as you can see, that is a hot topic because we receive many emails wondering where that people have heard about this ADA Restoration Act, wondering where we are on that. Where would they go to read more about that? As the information comes out, probably aapd dot
3: com. Aapd or uh, the Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, Sandy Finucan, uh, who's our general counsel is very involved in all the negotiations and the discussions, um, and so she knows, so the foundation uh, is there. We do not have uh, a piece of legislation that we are uh, putting out, because we want to see if we can get a compromise first. Uh, so we're not putting out any specifics on it at this point. Uh, but uh, I'm uh, optimistic that we can reach a compromise between uh, the different groups, it's the business group and the disability group. So we can reach a compromise that makes sense, uh, for both. I mean, look at, uh, on, in life in general, compromises are, uh, the way we get things done. You gotta advocate for, uh, what you really believe in, but ultimately to get things done, you've gotta work things out. And that's true in any relationship, uh, in a marriage, in a partnership, whatever it might be. Uh, is that people have to work together and, and believe that we can get things done. So I, I, I feel good about it. We'll see what happens.
2: All right, and I just want to re—I uh, want to recommit to you, Tony, that on our shows we will continue urging people to write to their congressmen and their people in office. Because let me just say, remember, all of you listening to the show, and I do appreciate this huge listening audience that we have really built up, and I thank you for your support, but you know, you don't wanna lose that great law you have. You don't wanna see it damaged. It will help if you take time to write that letter to whoever is your senator or your representative and tell them you wanna see the ADA restored. The more people that say something, the more we'll be able to get this done. Don't you agree, Tony?
3: I totally agree, and I think that what people have to understand is that uh, there are good people in both parties in the House and the Senate, uh, but they don't know about uh, this problem with the ADA. And if people will write in and talk about their experiences or tell them uh, why they want it uh, changed, uh, they'll find a responsive uh, uh, person on the other end, but they don't know unless we communicate. Uh, You know, the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, uh, well, we need to have uh, people uh, putting grease on the system to to make it work. Um, so uh, educate, educate, educate. I say, and you'll find receptivity if you're willing to educate. If you don't, uh, they're going to remain. Uh, uh, n- they're not going to be knowledgeable of what needs to be done, and it's our fault if they don't do something. I That's believe right. very strongly in that.
2: All right, and with that, we're going to break for a minute, and then as you can see, he has the firepower. That's why he's the chairman of the Epilepsy Foundation. We need his firepower. This is Joyce Bender, and you're listening to The Voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back with Tony Quello.
0: Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
3: Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more
1: about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs.
3: If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice voiceamerica.com
0: The world leader in internet talk, radio. internet talk radio You're listening to America's Voice voiceamerica.com
1: Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender If you have a question or comment for Joyce or a guest, please call toll free at 1-888-335-5204 Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender
2: and welcome back, and we're talking to Tony Quello, the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman and new chair of the Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, and, Tony, you know, it was so exciting when you started the Tony Quello Lecture Series. On, at the Disability Employment Law and Policy at New York Law School for Disability Employment Law and Policy. And I know the first year, of course, you were the speaker. And then last year, your friend, good friend, and friend of all people with disabilities, Congressman Steny Hoyer, spoke for at the first Tony Coelho Lecture uh, Series. And he said when he spoke, thousands of Americans have joined the workforce, however, our progress and the best efforts of so many in the business community must not obscure this fact. The promise of the ADA remains unfulfilled for far too many of America's 54 million citizens with a disability. Can you comment on that?
3: Well, I think Steny is absolutely right. Um, the unemployment rate uh, for people with disabilities, 85%. Uh, And if you're a person of color, uh, it's uh, much higher. And this is despicable. There's no reason for it except, uh, you know, uh, people will say prejudice. Uh, I say basically lack of education uh, and fear. Uh, People don't know if they hire somebody who can't do the job, can they fire them. Of course the answer is yes. Uh, The ADA does not protect people who can't... uh, can't do the job, uh, but the the fear factor of actually going in and trying somebody like they do uh, anybody else. Uh, if somebody else doesn't work out, uh, they fire them. Uh, a company I'm on the board of, uh, we just hired uh, a a uh, executive officer. After three months, not even three months, he didn't work out. We fired him. We're looking for somebody else. Well, that happens every day in businesses all over this country. Uh, but why not take a chance on somebody with a disability? Uh, it's no worse than anybody else. You just get rid of them. If they, and you know, my attitude, Joyce, and I know it's your attitude, uh, there's no pity when it comes to this. Um, if you can't do the job, you should be fired. Um, a business decision should not keep you on board uh, just because you have a disability. And because you have a disability, you shouldn't expect uh, that you're gonna have a job just because you have a disability. You gotta have a skill, you gotta be prepared for it, and you gotta work. Uh, you, and I think, uh, what we see over and over again is that people with disabilities, when they do get the job, are excellent employees. A lot of them end up with employee of the month with their companies, and a lot of people with your particular company, Joyce, have been tremendous success stories. And I could spend a half an hour going through, uh, uh, people like uh, Maria and Travis and and a lot of others who have done so well. Uh, Jamie is another one I could think of and so on. But, you know, people like uh, CSE, Computer Science Corporation, hiring uh, 40 people every six months through your program. Uh, you know, people like uh, SCI in Houston, uh, they've started uh, giving people with disabilities a chance. And, uh, you know, I can go across the board. I mean, I don't know how many companies you have now, but. It is a a big number of people that now are being able to be employed and get into the workforce like everybody else. But discrimination is still there, Uh, but it is discrimination that can be changed with persistence, with education, and removing the the, uh, barriers of fear.
2: Absolutely. Pity is like racism. They both lead to the same door of unemployment or unemployment and when you pity someone, you're really saying they're inferior, and I always tell people with disabilities, Tony Coelho's words, right to be hired, right to be fired. So true, because as long as we know where the rubber meets the road with accountability, you will be successful if you have the skills.
3: I've said over want and make- over, Joyce, that if you don't give me the right to be fired, then I never will have the right to be hired. Right. So I want the right to be fired. Mm -hmm. And you give that to a person with disabilities, and they'll prove that uh, you're taking the chance, uh, ended up being no chance at all, that they're a valuable employee.
2: Oh, that is so, you know what, we need to make that our slogan here, give me the right to be fired. That's right. Give me the right to be fired. That says it all right there. But I think if you
3: you say it that way, it says to employers that we're not looking for a handout. We want to work. Give me the right to be fired. If you give me that right, I'll prove that your trust in my ability is well-placed. And I think that's what we have to deal with.
2: Yes, I agree with you. And by the way, Tony, we received many, many emails. One is from... Ann Kinkor, who wanted to call in but had another engagement and wanted me to just read first this comment, uh, Tony, the Americans with Disabilities Act is perhaps the signature federal legislative measure by which your congressional leadership will be known in this country. It is an act that has positively changed the lives of millions of Americans, including my own sons. Congratulations and thank you on behalf of our family and thousands more like us for your for your fine efforts. And her question is, in Sunday's Los Angeles Times, there was a lead story in the business section called ADA litigations filed by individuals with disabilities regarding uh, accommodations denied or limitedly offered them by small to large business entities. The cases have impacted both small and large business corporations in two or more Western states. All cases cited are in reference to the use of guide dogs by individuals who are visually impaired. Her question is, I am wondering how you view the impact of this or other litigation issues on the business community's support for and implementation of the ADA is this codification into law?
3: Well, uh, I know Anne quite well. Uh, One of her sons is uh, very successful in the the business community now. Another one uh, who has seizures uh, just became a member of the uh, fire department in L.A. County, uh, which is really unusual uh, for uh, the fire departments anywhere to give people with disabilities a chance. The fire chief there... uh, is a wonderful human being he just basically took the attitude uh, if you can do the job you're hired if you can't i can't I can't uh, hire you um, and he's been a big supportive uh, supporter of uh, her son and so I applaud people uh, applaud people like that in regards to uh, ann's question you know there are two things that are going on here um, and they're quite normal one is that there are people who's, who are taking advantage of the law Um, Every law we put in, people do that, and ultimately the courts weed out the good cases and the bad cases. Uh, But, uh, you know, we're an open society, we're a democratic society, and people have a right to to try to use laws if they want uh, uh, as long as they do it uh, legally. It doesn't mean they're going to get anywhere. Uh, Eventually those uh, lawsuits will be dismissed. But there are individuals uh who have disabilities who are going around filing lawsuits willy nilly all over the place um, and that's that was not the intent of the law obviously uh but i don't see them getting anywhere unless uh there are employers who are deliberately discriminating and if lawyer, uh, 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 there are uh there are businesses i mean if businesses are deliberately uh discriminating uh then uh the courts uh, should rule against them and they should be uh, they should pay a fine or whatever. Uh, that's no different than different than any other uh, civil rights that have been broken, uh, and so we should be treated the same way. Now, in regards to eye dogs um, uh, for people who are sight impaired, I, I don't know how any business can justify uh, not allowing C.I. seeing dogs uh, to uh, participate with that individual and in a business, in the workplace, or or in a restaurant, or a movie theater, or whatever it might be. Now, I don't know all the specific cases uh, that are involved here, uh, but the law does cover it. It says you can't discriminate against a person that is sight impaired and and needs a dog to uh, be able to become uh, mobile, and that's a legitimate uh, accommodation. And most courts have ruled in the favor overwhelmingly, have ruled in the favor of, of people who are sight impaired and and need a dog. So, uh, you know, I recognize that there are abuses. Um, you know, for the few abuses that occur, uh, the millions and millions of people that comply with the law and benefit from the law in the proper way, um, I, I can't uh, really worry about it. Uh, I get upset when people try to do this, uh, but, uh, you know, getting help for people, eliminating discrimination is so much more important Is where I want to concentrate.
2: Right, and I agree with you. Um, I have so many questions to ask you because we are so excited to have you, but unfortunately we got to go to break for a minute, and then we will be right back again with... A true civil rights champion for all people with disabilities, Tony Quello. This is Joyce Bender and you're listening to The Voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: internet talk radio you're listening to voiceamerica.com
1: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there
1: such a thing as the truth?
7: Where and how can I find it?
1: Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Mario's Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please
1: call toll free at 1 888 335 5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: Welcome back. And before we talk to a listener to call in, I want to mention. That next week our guests are Dick and Jenny Thornburg, and actually Dick Thornburg will be speaking October nineteenth at the Tony Quello Lecture Series I talked about. He'll be our guest next week with his wife Jenny, and we're so happy to have them on the show next week. And Tony will be back on in November as we celebrate Epilepsy Month. And I think we have a caller on the line.
7: Hi, Joyce. Yes. Sheila Appleby in Rochester New York and how are you Sheila I'm fine thank you and I want to thank you for visiting our agency and promoting employment for people with disabilities my pleasure it was and uh, I guess I have two comments Uh, we've been planning uh, uh, with another group of agencies uh, commemorating the ADA and increasing public awareness, and it'll occur in July. And I wondered how many other cities are celebrating the ADA in this manner?
3: Sure, they're uh, all over the country. uh, People are uh, having uh, uh, some activity to celebrate. In Washington, D.C., you have the American Association of People with Disabilities having a a big gala. Uh, You also uh, have here the uh, the uh, Disability Rights Council is having uh, a bunch of uh, uh, speakers come in. The uh, Bush Awards will be given on that particular day for the two or three uh, people that they recognize in regards to uh, their efforts on on disabilities. But uh, all over the country, people are doing things and that's what's great. I mean, the way the The law got into effect was because of grassroots. The way that we'll get the definitions corrected is with grassroots. Uh, The way we'll make progress uh, among all the disability groups for everybody with disabilities is with grassroots. It won't be done from the top. It it has to be done from grassroots.
7: I completely agree and uh, that's great to know. And I want to thank you, Tony. Uh, for coming to Rochester to help us celebrate Epilepsy Month, uh, in November, too. We're looking forward to it a lot.
3: Thank you. I'm excited to be there. I'm going to try to get around to, over the next two years, to all the affiliates and try to help in any way I can.
7: Wow, well, that's that's certainly a, a, a wonderful goal to have. <laughs> well, and we appreciate being on your calendar. No problem. And Sheila, keep up the good work in Rochester. Well, thank you, Joyce. I'll look
2: forward to seeing you soon.
7: Yes, we will too.
2: Thank you for calling in. Thank Thank you, Sheila.
7: Sheila. All right, bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. And, Tony, I wanted to say that I have so many emails that what we're going to do is send some of them to you if you don't mind responding to them. I'd love to. But in the meantime, for people who would like to get in touch with you, um, I'm wondering Probably the best thing would be the Epilepsy Foundation.
3: That would be best because if there's specific questions uh, that uh, they can help out with, they would be able to get get to it sooner than I could. I just have to refer it back to them. So if they went through the Epilepsy Foundation of America, uh, they would be able to uh, um, handle it quickly. Let me know what's going on. I can respond where it's appropriate, or or they can answer the questions.
2: Okay, so if you have a question or a comment for Tony, you could reach him at two sources, either at www.epilepsyfoundation.org, and that is epilepsyfoundation.org, or if you send me an email at benderconsult.com, I'll be sure to get that information to Tony. And Tony, before this show ends, you know what are you hoping to achieve this year as the chairman of the Epilepsy Foundation?
3: Well, Joyce, I'm really committed to to one thing, and that is that I think that all of us in the epilepsy movement are a family, and there are parts of our family that uh, are struggling, need some help, and so forth, and that the only way a family works well is that if we uh, take care of our core, but we ex- extend out to of uh, parts of our family that aren't uh, at the core. You just bring more people in the family and elevate uh, those people that are struggling, help them out, and, and different members of the family do that. And uh, and we all have the same goal in common, or if we don't, we should, and that is to better the lives of those of us uh, with epilepsy. And if that's not what you're about, then you shouldn't be part of the family. Uh, but I don't know of any group that's involved with the epilepsy movement who doesn't want to help. But I think that the foundation itself, its goal should be to nurture the family, to build the family, to grow the family, to get people to want to participate, to get people to come out of the shadows, to get entertainers and, and people in the sports community and other areas to talk about their epilepsy and to be open about it because the only way we'll get rid of the stigma is when people are not afraid to talk about uh, their epilepsy, and the more we do that, the better it is, uh, particularly young people. Uh, young people are afraid to talk about it because a lot of uh, young people don't know what epilepsy is or fearful of it. Uh, the polling that we've done shows that some people are very hesitant to date somebody with epilepsy because they don't know what to do if somebody has a seizure. Uh, we've got to eliminate all that because what you can't do is have young people growing up with that prejudice, with that fear, with that lack of knowledge about what epilepsy is. So it's aggressively important that the foundation, the Epilepsy Foundation, lead the way on making our family stronger, building up every aspect of our family so that we can change the lives of those of us with epilepsy so that it's better and it isn't like it has occurred in the past decades.
2: Yes, because together we can do so much more. That's exact. 54 million Americans with disabilities, 700 thousand Americans with epilepsy. Imagine what we could do in presidential campaigns if some of these people were, more people were registered to vote, and if they were speaking up.
3: Well, Joyce, let me just tell you a quick story. Uh, in 1988, when uh, uh, Papa Bush uh, was running against uh, uh, Dukakis, Dukakis, um, Governor Dukakis, uh, for the presidency. I went to both, Governor Dukakis and, and Vice President Bush, and said that uh, there was this bill I'd put in, the ADA, and that I would like each of them to endorse it and say that if they uh, got into the presidency, that they would sign it if the Congress passed it and that they would support it in the process. I got a commitment from Dukakis, and I got a commitment from Vice President Bush that they would do it. Uh, President Bush, H.W. Bush, uh, kept his commitment, and he signed it into law uh, 15 years ago. Uh, but I don't think that happens unless we aggressively go out and ask people uh, to support what we're doing, be they politicians, be they entertainers, or whatever. They have to see that there's a passion. They have to see that we're really committed. They have to see that there is a problem and that they personally – can help correct it. If we're committed to go out and do it, we can succeed.
2: I I agree with you. I agree. If we are committed and united, that's what it's all about. Well, Tony, we have many young people who are listening to the show today who really use you as a role model, look up to you as a role model, young people with disabilities, and who also want to get involved serving as leaders in this movement or following, you know, to a degree in some of your footsteps, because we can never follow in all of them. You've done so much. But do you have any advice for them?
3: Yes, Joyce. Uh, we are just starting. It's something I really, really believe in. We are just starting a, a whole program for the people, the young people who have come to Washington, part of the uh, Foundation's Public Policy Institute, and starting a, a whole program for young people. And it's gonna, we're going to have a chat line uh for these young people will have a a basically a club like thing and there'll be a, a website so that they can communicate with others and and find out uh what problem they're having how they handled it uh so forth but but have a real organization with newsletters and so forth and so on and we're going to reach out to young people uh all across the country to participate so if you're uh, listening and you're uh interested uh please contact either uh Joyce through Bender Consult uh or the uh epilepsy foundation uh .org so that uh we can uh, find out uh your your email address so that we can communicate with you as to uh, what we're trying to do and how we're trying to grow this family uh particularly with our young people because uh you're going to be around for decades and we need to have you educating others so we can uh, Finally, get rid of this this stigma, this prejudice towards those of us with epilepsy.
2: Okay, again, that's epilepsyfoundation.org or vendorconsult.com. Tony, do you have any message you want to leave with our listeners today?
3: Believe and it will happen.
2: Believe and it will happen. Believe and it will happen. Let me say, this man has changed my life more than any other person. In a positive manner, I believed what he said, and his words are true. He is my champion, my mentor, and the mentor for all of us throughout the United States. Tony, in behalf of all Americans with disabilities, thank you for everything you have done to give us freedom in this country. And with that, I'd like to end with the quote you've already heard from the Honorable Tony Quello, who says, Give me... The right to be fired. This is Joyce Bender, and you're listening to The Voice of com. See you next week.